following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another roadshow journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong, including our longtime affiliate WHTC in Holland, Dan Evans, who does a great job in the mornings with Gary Stevens. Stop by, said hello. Just really good people in Holland. We're here inside historic DeVos Fieldhouse, where the Hope College men are practicing. The women just wrapped up their practice. Mo, Brian Morehouse, uh, the head coach of Hope College Women's Basketball, will join us later. Uh, also, we'll talk about the Hope men who are having a good season at 8-3. and three. They both just got back from New York City, rang the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. They got a Hope Forward program, which I find to be awesome, where they're encouraging alumni who went to Hope to help those who can't afford to go to Hope get a scholarship here and pay it forward. And it's called Hope Forward. That is amazing. A great feel on this campus. I want to thank Alan Babbitt, longtime media relations director in the I team, which I'll give some love to. The ITI team and the job they do for me. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to get to the Lions in Minnesota. I read Jeff Risden at LionsWire.com. Dan Campbell's going to play as starters. And you know why? I think with how sour everything was at the end, he wants to get a little structure back before he would just sit them and you're still thinking about the Cowboy game. Get a new storyline. Right. And with Isaiah Bugs gone and I don't know, there, there, there's something there that is away from football where it just wasn't meshing uh, with the Lions. So I, I, I believe the official officials storyline is behind us. NFL supported it. And the NFL sent out a video. Hi, I'm Roger Goodell. Here's what you need to do if you got to check in. You walk on the field like Taylor Decker did. You walk up to the official and you said, eligible. And then the official is supposed to walk over to the defensive captain and say, this tackle is eligible. That's what you need to do. And the NFL is sending out videos from the makers of Blue's Clothes and Sesame Street. So our multi-million dollar players and our multi-million dollar coaches and our multi-billion dollar franchises all can do what you need to do. So again, I'm going to show the video. Here it is right here. Okay. Oh, look, little Blue's popping up from Blue's Clothes. Hi, Blue. Me, 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 me. Taylor Decker walked over. 
Oh, hold on. Here comes the skipper. Not a skipper of the boat. He's skipper on the old line. He didn't report. But the official told the Cowboys defense that Skipper had reported as tackle eligible. So, what do we do here on NFL Blues Clues if the official got it wrong? Yeah, we'd like to fire him and put him on a one-way ticket to an island in the South Pacific, but we can't do that because of federal regulations. So, I'm putting this video out where you and everybody in the NFL will know what you need to do so we all don't get the post-game blues. Okay? Thank you. Enjoy. What the heck was that video? My God. And, and where, it, where it's even worse, I love how I say I'm behind the stories in the rearview mirror, and here I am going off on it right now. If you watch what they explained, Decker did everything perfectly. So what they basically did was do that video because this can't happen again. They know how bad it is. And what really stinks, as I was going through the playoff tree with my good friend, Joe Lavoie, who's a season ticket holder, we were talking on my way over here to Holland. You're, you're looking at the lines. are basically stuck. You need, like, Armageddon this weekend for them to move up to get the two seed, right? So they're stuck at three, which looks like it's going to be Matt Stafford. And the Rams. And don't tell me, any of you, that say, I want that. I want Stafford. No. If you, if you do the beginning of this script, when we were shocked by the trade of Matt Stafford to the Rams, and a lot of people thought that golf was damaged goods, right? You don't need the Lions season to end with Matt Stafford celebrating with the Rams in Detroit. No way. I think that ruins the season for me. Yeah, I like the NFC North banner they'll hang, and you got the home playoff game for the first time ever in Ford Field history, and they're incredible moments on the road. You know, the one thing about the Cowboys, like I said yesterday, they were in playoff mode from the start until the end. It had that big feel to it. The Lions side did, and I like that. And the road wins they've had this year and how well they played on the road. You know, began in Kansas City. You look at Green Bay, you look at Tampa, who more than likely is going to win the South and be a playoff team, right? You know, you, you look at what they did against the Chargers. You look how they took care of business against the Vikings. You know, a couple of road eggs against Baltimore, but look what Baltimore has done to the Dolphins last week, what they did at San Francisco. They're the best team in football right now, hands down. And I was looking at that schedule. There's a Monday night wild card weekend game to finish up the weekend. That will either, if it all falls in line, will be the Rams and Lions or Bills and the Chiefs. I think the Lions are going to get it. Joe Lavoie, which, by the way, his mother Rita at the age of 93, and she's one of those moms that I remember the first time I met her. She treated me like a son. She treated everybody like one of hers. Uh, lived a great 93 years. Uh, we lost George Lavoie's dad a few years back, but she passed away right after uh, the holidays. And she was one of the great women I've ever met. Always, always funny, always had a comment. Was never out of the mom mode, right? 
and I hadn't talked to Joe for a while because the families need they need their time to get through it. But I do want to dedicate this show and just salute uh, Rita Lavoy and the Lavoy family. And Joe and I were just talking about the the playoff setup and what could have been. You know, Green Bay still lurking. That the Lions, if they get that win in Dallas. It could have been Green Bay coming instead of Stafford. Who wants Matt Stafford and those receivers and Aaron Donald and a team that understands what to do in the playoffs? I don't want them. Some people are like, oh, Lions, yeah, man, I want Stafford. You do? Really? How, how's your offseason if Stafford throws for four TDs and 400 in Detroit? I'm taking three months off if that happens. I will not be able to function on air if Matt Stafford owns the Lions in the first ever playoff game at Ford Field. I just, I, I will, we'll start breaking down lacrosse. Nothing against lacrosse. I'm not downgrading the sport. That will. You talk about not a splash of cold water, but a tsunami from the Indian Ocean sweeping all the joy right away. And I get people, I can't wait to wear my Detroit Rams shirt there and be rooting for Goff and Stafford. Like I said yesterday, if you're one of those people, never listen to my show again, okay? Never. Pick a side. So uh, that does it. There's seven minutes in the rearview mirror. We're not going to talk about the officials. <laughs> I, I tell Brett before the show starts, look, this is what I'm going to do. I am not going to talk about the officials. I'm not. Not going to talk about them, Brett. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about Michigan-Washington National Championship game. I'm here at the beautiful DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College. Purple Community. We're here with Van Andel Institute. Uh, you know I'm the biggest on-air supporter of the Purple Community anywhere in this state, if not the country. They got their Purple Community game January 10th. Hope women at 6 against K College. Hope men uh, to follow that. And again, it all benefits uh, finding a cure, research, cancer, Parkinson's are going after it. They got an internship program with Hope College, and also the Van Andel family have their name on the beautiful soccer complex. You want a D3 school with athletic facilities, uh, welcome to Hope College. It's amazing. So we're out here uh, with Van Andel Institute, Purple Community, our affiliate WHTC, and also uh, the good people here in Holland. If you want to join in, we do have our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. They're based here in Holland, down on 120th. Now, the question of the day, and I'm just curious off of what I said, will you be, if it's Stafford and the Rams in that first ever playoff game at Ford Field, are you cheering for both quarterbacks? I want to know what you're thinking. You can join me on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE uh, to 21,000. That's the word HUGE uh, to 21,000. Now, speaking of the Lions... 
How about this Lomas Brown Lions golf cart you could win courtesy of Impact Power Sports? They're Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart go-to dealership. 14 Mile in Rockford, west side of the state. They get people from all across the state who come there for all the big uh, boy and big girl uh, power toys. Well, this is a tricked-out Lions golf cart that could be yours. We're going to give it away next summer at the huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. All you need to do is text IMPACT to 21000. Simple and easy. You'll be in the drawing. And if you want your own tricked-out custom golf cart, you can design colors, anything you want on it, wheels, tops, flags flying, bells, whistles. You can do it all with Drew and his crew at Impact Power Sports. Stop out and see them on 14 Mile Road in Rockford for the golf club, for the neighborhood, for your business, for the lake house, wherever you need it, okay? They got it there. And, by the way, on January 12th, I'll be live at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit in Novi, at the Suburban Collection Show place. And I'll be live 3 until 6, but Lomas Brown is going to be live doing a meet and greet with that Lions golf cart you could win 2 until 4 on Friday, January 12th in Novi at Suburban Collection Show place at the Ultimate Fishing Show. And then he's going to join me for an hour on the huge show afterwards. And that's going to be playoff weekend. Yeah. So stop out, uh, meet Lomas. And it's simple and easy for everybody to enter to win that tricked-out golf cart. It's sweet. Go to Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You can see it, but text IMPACT to 21000. That's I-M-P-A-C-T to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week, and get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for $0.89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one, plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, 
It's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He's back in downtown Grand Rapids at our flagship station 96.1 The Game. We're out here with the Purple Community, Van Andel Institute, Hope College, DeVos Fieldhouse, one of the great basketball facilities on the planet. It's amazing. Old school, but still looks uh, awesome in Holland, Michigan, on our west coast. Hope College men are off to a great start, eight and three on the season. And the Hope College women are 12 and one, four and oh in the MIAA. And how about Brian Morehouse, the head coach? He'll join me later. 697 wins and only 95 losses. D3 National Power, uh, Hope College. Uh, we're also talking Lions and Michigan. Uh, I did throw out our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery, which also is based in Holland on 120th here on the west side of the state. If Matt Stafford is on the other sidelines for the first ever playoff game at Ford Field, are you cheering for Stafford and Goff? I'm curious. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line, locations all across the state. Because they are a Michigan-based bank, and your money stays right here in Michigan. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, I think Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, is standing by for the Motor City. How you doing, Daniel? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. I have to tell you something, man. And I, you know, I've been in the business a long time, doing play-by-play uh, talk shows the last 32 years. But what the Lions are doing with your game calls and the way they're feeding them out, after the game with the video of you, Lomas, and the crew up in the booth. Uh, it is so well done. You are the ultimate play-by-play guy, and your enthusiasm for the Lions is real, and I can hear it from the heart. Well, I appreciate that, and, and we have a great crew uh, on Sundays and Saturdays and Thursdays. There have been all of this year, and Mondays. Um, and blessed to do what we do, but I will tell you, they're – they take it from there, and the Lions media crew and uh, One Pride Productions. I don't think there's anybody better. They're just incredible at what they do. So they can they can really doctor some things up, make it look great, and, and put the videos together. And, and I I am in awe of those guys and what they do. I, but I appreciate it. We're only part of the equation, though. Yeah. Do you think that One Pride Productions could doctor up the video from? Uh, uh, 
Taylor Decker checking in as uh, tackle eligible on Saturday. I, I'm trying to think. I know Joyce was the perfect game with Galarraga, but that didn't have the implications that taking that win away from the Lions uh, will have in terms of playoff seeding. Maybe you get to two, outside shot at one. But just for the NFL to have an epic game like that that felt like a playoff game start to finish, to have more of that garbage at the end, it just needs to stop. It does. Well, you don't – I mean, look, you never want those things, but it's even more embarrassing when it happens on a national stage. And, and unfortunately, this officiating crew has been in the middle of a couple of them about this scant link between Kansas City and Green Bay. And then this one, and look, you just don't want, you never want it, but it's even worse when it's right out there and it's the only game on. But, you know, it's, uh, I, maybe somebody has the audio and that's going to pop up at some point. That would certainly be interesting to hear. But uh, for the here and now, um, you know, you, you got to get ready to play the Vikings and whoever walks in here after that. Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. I tried to find positives from that game, and there were a lot that this team looked playoff ready, uh, start to finish, on the road. Nobody played the Cowboys as tough as the Lions did in prime time, and it was a big game for the Cowboys because they're fighting for the NFC East title with Philly, and then Philly turns around and loses uh, to the Cardinals at home. I love that. Uh, I love some of the throws Goff made because uh, outside of this Minnesota game, which we'll get to in a moment, you get to the playoffs, man, they got to bring it uh, every snap. Yeah, I do. And, look, they had. I think they had opportunities to do more in the first half. They had four possessions in Dallas territory and only had three points. Um, you got to finish off those in, in, a, in a playoff game. you got to find a way to get some points on the board and, in particular, to get into the end zone. Uh, but I think, you know, what they showed on that last drive, what Goff showed, his ability to just cut it loose and march him right down the field. The only incomplete pass should have been pass interference. Um, but uh, that I think you take away from the defense. Look, they're, they're, they've run the gauntlet here with some of these receivers they've had to face lately. And uh, they've, they've given up some big yards and some big plays. And I think that's something that you have to be a little bit concerned about going into a potential playoff matchup with whomever you end up getting. But, you know, it, it, and when all is said and done, too, they were able to hold Dallas to a field goal when Dallas took over in uh, great field position in that, that final couple minutes there. Um, and getting Hutch loose and seeing him getting several sacks, three of them in the game, was huge. Uh, hopefully that's a springboard for him to, to finish at the quarterback more often now and uh, continue to do the job that he's been doing with just a little bit more, which is getting the quarterback on the ground. So, yeah, I agree. I think there, there's some good things happening. I think there's there's some concerns uh, with that defense and, and their ability to, you know, get people off the field on, and not give up chunk passing plays. But, um, look, they battled. The Cowboys averaged 40 points a game at home going into that game, and the Lions held them down, had a chance to win, and, and certainly were right there um, with all the controversy uh, in position to do that. You've seen, uh, obviously, being the voice of the Lions every game, plus you've watched, you know, either live or highlights from other teams. Where, where would you put the Lions right now uh, when you look at the best in the NFL? At, at what number? Because uh, Baltimore is the best. Uh, I think we both can yeah. agree on that. What yeah. they've done to the Dolphins, what they you know did the Lions, what they did uh, at San Francisco. Uh, they're a clear-cut number one. 
when you start to look at two, three, four, and five, I guess you would slide the Niners in there at two. And I have the Lions right there in that group of five or six as the best in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And and I think, you know, I, I don't know that we look at the Niners as uh, big of favorites maybe as we would have uh, five weeks ago. Um, they've looked vulnerable at times. So I think there's – you know, some of their invincibility has worn off. I, I do agree. I think Baltimore right now looks like the unquestioned number one. Uh, maybe some of this will come down to where you have to play a game and it, you have to go on the road. But, you know, every time we think that, somebody comes up with a big win on the road. So I would agree. Look, I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's any team that you would throw them out there with that you don't feel like they have a chance to go toe-to-toe with. This game last Saturday night was a great example of that, just based on the way that the Cowboys have played at home and, and all the things that they had done and winning 15 in a row going into that game. And I think that, you know, as much as that game left them with an empty feeling, I think it should also make you feel that you can play with anybody. And that's a good team with difference makers on defense that that, that the Lions did a great job against. So uh, I, I would agree with you. I think it's probably Baltimore, then it's probably San Francisco, and then it's probably a, a group of teams that all feel like they would have a real strong uh, case to be made to, to be the number three team. And if you're number three, as Dan Campbell says, just get in the tournament and anything can happen because our rankings don't matter. It's what these teams do on on that playoff game that day. And, and you know, do you, do you have a better day than the team across from you because it's all so close? You know, the storylines uh, for this team in season beginning uh, with the opening game at Kansas City, to the first ever playoff game at Ford Field. And I'm looking at schedules, everybody, the way it's setting up with the final weekend coming up. It almost looks like a lock that the Rams and Matt Stafford are coming to Detroit to take on Goff and Campbell and that crew. It's going to feel like the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big story. I mean, I would, I would say there, I think that's kind of fluid. Because, look, Green Bay's got to win and to get in. And the Rams and Niners are both playing backups. I mean, they're, they're playing backup quarterbacks. And I assume that means you're playing a lot of backups around the rest of the field. So I think that makes that game, I don't even know how you'd grade that when you don't know who's playing and it's a bunch of guys that don't normally play. If the Rams lose that game and the Packers win, the Packers are coming here. If the Lions don't move up, the Lions don't get all the things they need to happen to move the two. So uh, it looks like it's either the Rams or the Packers. But I, I, while right now it is the Rams, I don't think it's inconceivable at all that it could end up being the Packers. Now, your point, um, look, it's, it's a massive storyline. It's, it's Stafford coming back. It's Goff going up against the team that cast him aside. Uh, it will be a storyline to the point where it's nauseating, and it'll probably be a really long build-up to that game dealing with it. Um, but it's it's inescapable if, if that comes around that you know you have a guy that was a massive part of this franchise for the time that he was here, and a guy that took the Rams to the Super Bowl, and then you know very clearly and publicly kind of got cast aside because they felt they wanted to go in a different direction. So all those storylines, the Lions general manager, the Lions assistant general manager, all those things will be talked about uh, leading up to that game. There's, there's no doubt that would be uh, – let me say this, and we've talked about it. If it's the Lions and Rams, I can't imagine it's not either 
Saturday night or Monday night because they're going to want that thing in Amen. somewhere. I agree. I was talking about that off air earlier with friends. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, joining us on the Roast Humber Coffee Guest. I'm my man. Keep up the great work. Enjoy the Minnesota regular season finale, and here come the playoffs to Ford Field. Amen. Appreciate you. Can't wait. Thank you. All right, Dan Miller, check it in on the Roast Humber Coffee Guest line. And, by the way, if the Packers do get that last spot or they can move up and face the Lions as a six seed, remember what the Packers did to the Lions on Thanksgiving. So don't sit there and wish for the Packers, right? Stafford, Stafford and the Rams looked tired in that game against the Giants, and they should have lost it. And they hung on to win 26-25. I... Where we're at right now talking about the Lions is surreal. It is flat out like, are you kidding me? That the Lions are in the conversation with a legitimate shot. If you look at the way Philadelphia's playing, the Lions should have won at Dallas and San Francisco. I don't think Purdy's healthy. That their road to the playoffs, if the officials don't blow that call, could have been home field advantage in Detroit. And picture Las Vegas with the Lions Nation in a Super Bowl. You thought the Cubs in the World Series was big? Lions, this state would look like it's the 1880s and you're going, or 1840s, you're going out west like a gold rush. My Lord. We'll talk more Lions later. Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com lives in the Ottawa County area. Uh, he'll join us. We'll get to Michigan and Washington and the national championship and also the living legend will join us coming up next as we're out here celebrating a great community event, the Purple Games, that benefit Van Andel Institute in downtown Grand Rapids. Hope men, hope women, both basketball squads playing K College coming up a week from today, right? That's Wednesday, January 10th here at DeVos Fieldhouse, 6 p.m., with the men's game to follow around 7.30 p.m. And Coach Moe and the Hope College women, he's like Nick Saban without losing to Michigan. He's like 12-1. and one. He's got 697 wins. Practice just ended. It was about seven hours because Moe makes all the girls make 697 free throws for every one of his victories. I'm like, is this, is this going to end? I'm talking to Alan Babb and I'm talking to Bo Camp, the IT king. What's going on here? Coach Mo will join us coming up and be a part of that Purple Community doubleheader a week from tonight here inside DeVos Fieldhouse because it benefits cancer, Parkinson's research, and also interns who go from Hope College to Van Andel Institute where they're working on changing the world. Dave Carol Van Andel, Van Andel family, their name is on the soccer stadium here at Hope College. Really good people. And they want to find a cure for cancer and Parkinson's. And I give Hope College a lot of credit with their annual Purple Community Games a week from tonight against K-College Hope women's basketball first, followed by the Hope men against K-College. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45.
Tickets and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan Wednesday Road Show inside the beautiful DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College. We're out here with the Purple Community, Van Andel Institute. Uh, the Purple Community basketball games are a week from tonight with the Hope College men and the Hope College women. Come out, pack DeVos, and also help cancer and Parkinson's research at the world-renowned Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. Our next guest is one of the greatest basketball coaches in the country. He is. I don't care what level. D1, D2, D3, NBA, NAIA, JUCO, high school, AAU. Uh, I don't care where. Because when you look at Brian Morehouse, I know it's not about him, but 28 years. 697 wins, 95 losses, and 880 winning percentage. They currently are 12-1 on the season, 4-0 in MIAA play, half a game ahead of Trine, who they play coming up on Saturday here in Holland. 
Amazing man. And and talking with players, talking with Alan Babbitt, talking with Bo Camp, the IT king, that it's the culture that Mo has created here that leads to winning. Yeah, you need you need talent, okay? But you need to find that balance between uh, culture and talent. And most players will talk about everything but basketball when they're having a conversation. And that says something about our next guest, Brian Morehouse. He is the head coach of Hope College Women's Basketball D3 national power did i read everything exactly the way you wrote it i just i want to make sure i didn't miss Uh, you missed that my wife is spectacular and has been there every step of the way and your dad your dad dad didn't make practice today how many practices has your dad for people who haven't heard this story before your father lives in fremont michigan old tri-river school uh with my high school sparta so what is it 40 miles from here 45 65 miles 65 wow from holland to fremont yep he drives down to every practicing game. Yeah, I mean, when, especially before. I mean, the last few years, like, he's semi-retired. So now, how old is he now? He's 83, going to be 84 in February. Wow. On Valentine's so Day. So he drives Everybody down to be your to. assistant, right? Yep. yep, so he comes down. And now, I mean, now it's a little bit different. Like, he runs the radio after, like, post-game show. Um, he's on the radio, which he's so good at. And, you know, he'll meet the re- recruits on game day. And so he's running sort of that into things right now as opposed to like the day-to-day stuff but still involved um every year we go up to he and my mom's house in fremont um this year we had 20 people packed in their house for a team bonding culture getaway weekend thing. And your mom cooks. My mom's you. cooking. And, you know, just like, you know, and nowadays you got kids that are gluten free and you got kids that are dairy free. You got my mom's kind of looking around going, what is this? Uh, that that was not the case. Slapping them the upside the back of the head. Yep. You're going to eat yep. this. You're going to eat everything. But then, been, you know, but then in the in the meantime, she's researched every gluten dairy free pasta dish in the world and she makes it for them and and they're loving it so yeah it's a family affair um you know it's uh i got the best job in the world i just got a phone call uh this morning from lisa hookstra um who was my, the first kid i ever recruited at home wow. first kid ever and she said hey mo you got 25 tickets i want to bring our high school and i was like for saturday i said hooks you know I'll give you 150. She was the first one that ever believed in me. Um, came to Hope, was an all-league player out of a Christian uh, school, Calvin Christian High School. Uh, was really, really good in our league. And, uh, yeah, it's those kind of relationships that just keep you going. And it doesn't seem like 28 years ago I recruited Lisa Hooks. Yeah, it didn't seem like 28 years. But, you know, I've been on the air. I'm into my 23rd. So and we've been out here yeah. almost every year. Yeah. Uh, that you know, with uh, whether it's Purple Community, whether it's been with our affiliate WHTC, or out here with uh, Hope College and the connection to West Michigan and the state and even the country, were you there ringing the bell at the stock exchange? I banged the gavel, man. It was one of the highlights of my. You banged the gavel. Career. That sounds like something you, you would do with Metallica inside Ford Field. I would go to that concert. Yeah, I'd too. bang the gavel. Oh man, I'd bang the gavel for Metallica. Uh, no, we. So we, one person rings the bell. And then was that the president? Yep. And the president rang the bell and they're looking around. They're like, hey, you can bang the gavel, too. He goes, I'm not doing two things like just because he's the most. So you stepped right up and grabbed. And and I'm just sitting in the back going, I ain't volunteering. And uh, Coach Mitchell, uh, who is like the men's men's coach here, great guy. He goes, Mo, you do it. You won the natty in 22. You take it. And um, so I was fortunate enough to have that opportunity. And uh, as a business major, when I went through Hope, 
that's a super meaningful thing to do. And the trip has a lot of meaning. I wasn't there. I don't know all the details, but my first thought when I saw the story with the whole president and the teams, and I think was Sturz up there too, or was that no? Other, that was uh, that was other coaches. I thought somehow Sturz, you know, like flew back from his vacation someplace to you know ring ring the bell and probably recruit the you know stock exchange guys' kids to come to Hope to play uh, football. He's probably at Times Square passing out business cards. He like, would find one. He would He'd find he, a dude. He, he, Man, he'd I'm find a dude. He'd, he'd find, find a, a dude in Times Square. He'd find the dude like who's singing with the uh, boombox <laughs> and say, "You know what? You are my next wide receiver. Come to Holland, Michigan. I'm telling you right now." So yeah, I saw the photo, but I, my first thought was the life experience for both of those teams and the coaches with the players in New York. There's there's a bad side of every big city, but when you look at the Gateway to America and the Statue of Liberty and the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. A monument and the life lessons there. The trip had to be awesome for both teams. You know, we we I, we tried to share like four things with them that we thought were super important. Okay, first of all, my wife's um, dad was came through Staten Island through the uh, and if the the story of as the, an immigrant as an immigrant and they were um, it's very similar to what's going on right now did you see his name um, no, they have some I, of the I, list right yeah Don't we they? didn't we didn't look that up but yeah. we but so it's very similar to what's going on right now in the ukraine where the russians came in and they they were coming into estonia and he was the secretary of agriculture her, her grandpa her great grandpa was and um her grandpa was and then so they're trying to get away from the russians who are invading and he ran in the olympics a, a sprints and so he realized he forgot their papers so he had to run back um, to get their papers he's running back they miss their boat they have to find another boat to go on they get on uh, on this little trawler the boat that they were supposed to be on got blown up by a russian air force their boat makes it to germany in germany their fence is dividing where anne frank was because, I mean, they, they put those people in concentration camps. And on one side of it is the people that were rescued. The other side were the Jews. Mm. I mean, so it's like crazy. It sounds like uh, his story should be a, a movie. So, oh, it should be a movie. Mitch Album should do a movie on this. Uh, but the other, so we're telling our kids that story. And then we're also telling them. They, they, none of them were alive during 9-11, so we watch it. That, that's kind of scary for us. Right. When, we talk, I mean, that just when you talk about old, 28 right? years, right, yeah. But um, So we're telling them about 9-11, where we were, and how we could remember every moment of every that day. From when we saw it, and we thought it was a little Cessna going into that pl- place. We're like, oh, what a tragedy. To very quickly after that, we're at war. And they don't, we, they, they watched a documentary, which I thought was meaningful. We had them watch it on the bus. And then we get there and we go to the 9-11 museum and we walk through it and they experience it. And for kids that are going to Times Square and taking Instagram pictures and doing all this stuff and they're at the New York Stock Exchange, to a person, when we're on the bus ride home, we're like, what's the most meaningful thing you did? Like, what was the most impactful thing to 9-11? So I think we did our job. As, as, as people that want to infuse in our children this respect for what this country has gone through. And then we go to the Yeshiva game, which is a Jewish school that's playing our men's team. And I'm good friends with their coach because they had like a 60-game winning streak. We had a 61-game winning streak. So we're texting back and forth, even though different genders, throughout that whole thing during COVID and everything. And I finally get to meet Elliot Steinmetz. And he's one of the more amazing coaches I've ever met in my life. And I said to him, you know, just what you're doing here, 
how you're living through this with your guys is incredible. And I said, you know, you know, coaches, then we start talking small stock, right? We're like, hey, who's your next game against? He goes, actually, we're going to go to Israel in two days. They're going in to Israel wow. to do a mission trip for 10 days mm. to serve the communities that are in the war. Amazing. I mean, so like we get a chance to share that with our kids all because of this trip. That's why I, I, I said before, I, we didn't talk beforehand about this, that I could just feel uh, it was an unbelievable trip that had really nothing to do uh, with, with basketball. basketball. Yeah, even even the conversation with you, which we're almost out of time, and yeah. uh, with your players, uh, it's it, it shows the culture, Mo, uh, what you've done, what you're doing. The Purple Community Games a week from tonight that benefit Cancer and Parkinson's Research at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR with our affiliate WHTC. All good stuff, man. We're so glad to partner with Carol and Dave Van Andel. They're, they're I mean, the they're best, incredible they? what they've done, and, and Hope College is really... Sp- fortunate that we have people like that we can support back. Tell your dad I said hello, my man. Good luck the rest of the year. We'll talk soon. We'll do okay? huge. All right. There he is, Mo Brian Morehouse. Almost 700 wins. 28th year as a head coach. Hope College Women's Basketball Purple Games. Hope men and women. One week from tonight at DeVos Fieldhouse here in Holland. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. back live across Michigan a Wednesday road show with our friends from the Van Andel Institute and their purple community we're inside beautiful DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College with our affiliate WHTC uh, the yearly purple community games are big on campus connected to Van Andel Institute they'll happen a week from tonight uh, 6 p.m. Hope College women against K College 7.30 p.m. the Hope men versus K College. And again, all the proceeds will benefit cancer and Parkinson's research at Van Andel Institute, world-renowned Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. Tickets are available at the door. Doors open a week from tonight at 5 p.m. Inside this hour, more conversation on the Lions, a regular season finale this weekend against the Vikings and also Michigan and Washington. In the national championship game on Monday night, Wolverines, four-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Michigan in this game. I rewatched some of Washington, Texas, and I think Michigan's going to run the ball a lot. I think Washington will gang up on the run and make J.J. McCarthy beat them because if you watch the film for basically three quarters, right, you're not sure. But then J.J. delivered. Man, those design runs uh, for J.J. are just amazing. Flat out amazing. And they need to do more of them. 
but I do like the Wolverines to win the national championship coming up on Monday in Houston. We're trying to put together a last-minute trip for the show to go there. I will say that when I tell people I'm trying to put together a last-minute trip for the show, they're like, no, you're trying to get down there to go to the game. For total transparency, yes, I am. So we're working uh, with a couple of different of our a couple of different partners, and you know we we're last minute and the costs are unbelievable. Like with a couple of marketing partners that I won't name, a suite, club level suite, which would be like Ford Field, twenty people, seventy thousand dollars, seventy thousand. When I was told that, I said, do I get a free BMW with that? 70, and then the airfare, trying to get, Houston is already a busy airport to begin with. And now you get the Michigan fans, you get everybody, Washington fans coming in from the West. But, and I think a lot of Michigan fans, like the Lions fans, I think they travel to these away destinations and they go watch, the, they go tailgate, but they go watch the game in a local bar if they don't have tickets. Or they have the TV right out in the parking lot and they're tailgating and they're watching the game. Like Lions fans do. So I, I, the costs are just astronomical. Now I will say, if I was the guy, not in Grand Blank, that hit the Powerball and won $800 million, I'd be chartering a 787 loaded with 300 friends and family going to the game. But I, I was doing the numbers here, and it's interesting for the audience. Suite, airfare, hotel prices are just through the roof. The guesstimate on the suite and everything included, the cost with our marketing partners and Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network, about $122,000. That's a lot of money. Now, that's what Superfly Hayes makes in a week as the producer of the huge show, but he's in a whole different uh, category. Wow. 120000 And if you want just single tickets, decent seats, I'm not talking lower bowl 40 yards. I'm talking second level. About 3600 per ticket is the average right now. Cheapest ticket in the building at Reliance Stadium is $1,500. Said Ryan Klingler, look at him. From the West Leonard Hart team, assistant coach here at Hope College. Good man. I'm telling you, businesses, you need to donate to the West Leonard Hart team. Get an AED in schools at any sports facility in the state. Ryan, uh, unfortunately, was there when West Leonard passed away at Fenville, and he's made it a mission with the Leonard family, who I love, and they do annual events, but the most important thing, they have helped save lives. And as I sit here, ironically, and Ryan helps out with Hope College men's basketball, I do think about this room, and I think about the game back for Fenville High School where Ryan's a coach, and this place is full. And Izzo sneaking in the back door, saying hello and talking to the team about dealing with the grief and the comeback. And I knew he was coming, but he didn't want anybody to announce it until after the fact, right? You could say something. And 
the never forgotten t-shirts right and the 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 twist and fate of life at that time i hadn't met ryan i had talked to him on air I hadn't met the Leonard family. They were in the stands to my left where I'm at here at DeVos Field House. And a little eighth grader by the name of Mitchell Leonard led the team out. Mm. So every year around the anniversary of his passing or when I'm getting ready for the West Leonard Hart team fundraiser and golf outing at Diamond Springs down the road in Hamilton, I'll, I'll dig up on YouTube the, I think it's the E60 piece about 14 minutes long where it, it tells the story of that fateful day and then I think about Mitchell as an 8th grader walking out and I'm here and I got waterworks when the game's starting. I stayed here for the game start to finish. Didn't know anybody in Fenville. Didn't know anybody uh, and the place was packed and it wasn't all Fenville. It was people in West Michigan and across this state like Izzo who came here to say that their hearts were heavy with the people of Fenville and the Leonard family. And Gary Leonard is a big, strong man. And he doesn't talk a lot about West, not because he doesn't love him, because it hurts. And I've been there, I think, almost everyone except one of the West Leonard Hart team golf. How many years has it been now, Ryan? Uh, 12. 12, yeah, I was going to say, I've been to everyone, I think 11 of the 12. And I just admire Ryan Klingler who was Wes's high school varsity basketball coach at Fenville, and he's made it his mission in life to try and help other coaches and families that they never have to go through what the Leonards have gone through. And then through all the golf tournaments, there I am golfing with Mitchell, and I see him every year, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm here doing the show. And I see that eighth grader walk out losing his brother and that team and their run and what they had it's a movie i'm really surprised his story and maybe it will someday and maybe even i'll i'll, I'll push for that that it, it should be with, with netflix with prime with everything out there it should be a movie because if, if you just google west leonard you'll see the i think it's about a 15 minute piece and you want to put life in perspective in a hurry uh, it, it, it happens, man. It is, it is part of it. Ryan, you could be around for a little bit? Uh, can be. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. I wanna, uh, we got a couple of guests I got to get to, but I do want to uh, talk to you coming up, okay? Okay. Yeah, Ryan Klinger. Yeah, I just, I, I'm glad I ran into you. It's weird you walked in, and then I think about DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College where they moved the uh, – well, no, it was a district game. Was it? it was a district game. Yeah, it was a district game. And you guys went to the, what, regional final? Hmm. Yeah, I, I'll tell everybody listening, wherever you are in the world, just Google Wes Leonard, Fenville basketball, ESPN story, I think it was, E60, right? Yep. It is, it's worth the 13, 12 minutes, whatever the piece is, to give you a, a true feeling of the pain, emotion, and also the way a community stepped up. I'm glad you came in because I'm going to talk to – I know a couple movie producers. Uh, they, they're moving out of California. They're all moving to, like, Montana now. That's because of Yellowstone. That has everybody moving to Montana. I think I'm doing the show next year from Montana. I'm going to have a ranch. I'm going to have ranch hands. And I'm going to be just like Kevin Costner. And then 
I'm going to be out there. Yep. I'll be raising. I'm that outdoors type of guy. It's me. It's written all over my future. So Ryan, we'll talk to you coming up in a few moments, okay? I think Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com is standing by. His private jet just landed coming back from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I loved your photo when you guys were done writing your stories in the Rose Bowl press box that you had late Monday night, early Michigan time, Tuesday morning, when you had the, you know, goodbye uh, Rose Bowl photo and the Rose Bowl was empty. And it just, it, what, what a beautiful picture. What an unbelievable day. I think it's one of the best college football games. Take away the fact that we're a state of Michigan sports radio network. It was Saban. It was Harbaugh. It's Michigan season where Harbaugh's been suspended twice. You know, it's all the allegations with Connor Stallions. And here the Wolverines are, the overall number one seed. They take care of business. They make plays. They were not handed that game. And now they're a win away from being national champions. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a surreal scene. And, and, yeah, I posted the photo when we were kind of done working there and about to head back to the hotel and – uh, you look out there and there's, you know, confetti and rose petals and the, the goalposts were taken down. And you just think at, about, you know, what happened a couple hours earlier, how Michigan and Alabama for a spot in the national title game were in overtime. So it was it was incredible. Uh, what an environment between the, the Michigan fans, the Alabama fans that were there. Overtime being played right down there in the north end by the all the Michigan fans um, and the, the, the celebration and everything. And really the story that this Michigan team is coming off of making the playoffs the prior two seasons but losing. And then you see J.J. McCarthy kind of saunter out of the tunnel a couple hours after the game as well to kind of look at the same scene that I was just describing uh, because he was doing that after they, they lost the last two years, watching the other teams celebrate. And this time everybody was watching him, and, uh, and they're headed to the national championship game. So uh, what an incredible story, 14-0, most wins in Michigan history. Uh, after everything this team's been through, some of it self-inflicted, obviously, um, you know, from different people that, that were in the program. Uh, but for them to be in this spot is, is quite remarkable. And to beat Nick Saban, as you said, to do it, I think, uh, I mean, I think it just means a lot to, uh, to Michigan fans out there who are extremely happy this week, I think. And Paul Feinbaum uh, had to do the public Jim Harbaugh outcoach Saban it's not an apology. It's as close as you're going to get from Feinbaum. Uh, but, you know, and what was interesting in the back and forth in that game where Michigan, uh, Alabama looked in control, Michigan looked in control, Alabama looked in control, Michigan looked in control, that Harbaugh and his staff after halftime, I'm like, they made no adjustments. It's a master class right now by Saban. They're owning them. And they found a way. I still go back to Milrose fumble at midfield. Alabama had that feel and look that they were going to go down the field. I'm sitting there at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, and I'm saying if they go score a touchdown and go up 11, it's game over. Yeah, and there were, well, there were really a couple drives like that. Not, um, I agree with you on that one. And then there was the other drive where they were moving the football, and then they had two bad snaps from their center, who, by the way, was doing that all year. So I guess it wasn't uncharacteristic, but he is – He's terrible at snapping. I saw he entered the, the transfer portal late, but he got them. Uh, he was part of the reason why they were in that fourth and 31 against Auburn and needed the magic from Milro to Isaiah Bond to win that game. Um, so, you know, both teams kind of made their mistakes. I thought that was a great play by Quentin Johnson to, to knock the ball loose. Um, and, 
look, I mean, Michigan made plenty of mistakes that I would I would call uncharacteristic. You know, J.J. McCarthy should have thrown a pick. I mean, it was it was darn near an interception on the first play, and you were kind of like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. Like, you almost couldn't believe it. Um, you know, the special teams mistakes, the muff punt that, that turns into a touchdown with Alabama converting, you know, and cashing in on that. Uh, you know, another muff punt that almost cost Michigan right at the end. And, uh, you know, could have been a safety or an Alabama touchdown. But, uh, you know, both teams kind of made their mistakes. It wasn't overly clean until the end when Michigan – uh, which had two first downs and 41 total yards in the first 25 minutes of the second half. And again, like you said, I thought Saban made some great adjustments. Uh, but they, you know, they couldn't move the ball at all until that final drive with 439 on the clock. J.J. McCarthy uh, picks up a fourth and two to Blake Corum. They get the uh, incredible catch by Roman Wilson. And then the, the play at the goal line for Wilson to score. Michigan... You know, did not play their best 60 minutes of football. I think that's pretty clear. And the fact that they still beat Alabama in a CFP game uh, is pretty remarkable. And and think of the plays they made down the stretch. So, I mean, you don't have to play your best 60 minutes if you can stay within striking distance and, and finish at the end. I think that's what Michigan did. Um, and really, that's kind of those are the moments we haven't seen Michigan in too much this season. We saw a little bit with late game stuff against Ohio State. Penn State wasn't really all that tight. Uh, so, you know, if there was one of the questions between the two teams. We knew Alabama was clutch. We knew they could make plays at the end. Michigan hadn't really done it this year because they haven't been tested as much, but they were able to do it in that moment. And credit to J.J. McCarthy and, and those guys for bouncing back from what was kind of an up-and-down game. His name is Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So now looking at Washington, Michigan, uh, the minute that was final when Washington held on against Texas, almost gave that game away at the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. What do you like about the matchup for Michigan and what concerns you the most? Yeah, I mean, you watch the way Michigan's D-line kind of feasted in this game against Alabama, and I think it's going to be even tougher against a Washington offensive line that won the Joe Moore Award for the best group in the country. Michigan won that award the last two, so I think, you know, we all kind of understand the caliber there of, of O-line. Washington's has been fantastic. They've thrown 522 times this year and had only 11 sacks. You know, obviously a pass-happy attack, a great team with three NFL wide receivers. Romo Dunze uh, is, is a fantastic receiver. will probably go in the first round. Uh, and Michael Penix, that quarterback, who, who could have won the Heisman Trophy, you know, probably the best passer in the country. I'd say Jaden Daniels deserved it. But, I mean, Michael Penix, from a passing standpoint, I would say is the best right up there with, with Bo Nix. Um, so Michigan has a huge challenge there. Uh, at the same time, you, you got to feel good about Michigan's chances to, to move the football as well. Um, you know, Washington's been in a lot of close games. They kind of, you know, I don't want to say they feel like TCU because I do think this Washington team is a lot better. Um, but they were kind of that team that had to sneak through the, the back half of the season there, win some close ones. But they've really impressed and, and been tested this year, twice by Oregon and then again by Texas. Um, so Michigan's got its hands full, and you wouldn't expect anything less in the national championship. I think four and a half as a favorite, at least that's what it was yesterday, is, is fair. But uh, it's another one of those coin flip games. And, uh, you know, Michigan's proven a lot to this point, but you still got one more to go. And uh, one week, uh, now just five days to prepare. Michael Penix Jr. is the best quarterback they've faced all year. Uh, I don't think there's any debate about that. No, I think you know, there's no doubt. I, I think by far he's the best quarterback in college football this year. How Jaden Daniels beat him out because of loaded stats, that's not what the Heisman is about. Jaden Daniels didn't beat anybody. 
Penix, some of his throws, they have five receiving options. And we watch what they've done to Michigan State, right? And again, Michigan State wasn't any good, but I just, uh, I'm worried about Penix. Uh, I think it's going to be, and Texas tried it, and it backfired, and they got down. They were going to try and control the clock, eat some clock. You don't want to try and get in a 59-52 game with Washington. You need to look at that Washington State-Washington tape where Washington did score late to win 24-21. That's the type of number they need a game in the 20s to win. Yeah, I think you would much prefer that if you're Michigan because that means your defense, uh, which has been fantastic and played a heck of a game against Alabama and a different challenge with Milrose leg. Uh, but that would, that would mean that your defense held up. And, you know, so I think that would be ideal. But at the same time, huge, I mean, this offense, you know, I know they won't be going up against the Alabama defense, which is the good news. But, you know, you still got to be able to keep up if, if you do have to answer some scores, uh, you know, in this game. Because Washington, like you said, can score in a hurry. So you prefer to play it in the 20s. I think that would favor Michigan. But at the same time, you got to be prepared to uh, move the ball put touchdowns on the board and maybe win a game 42-41 or something like that because um, you're just going to need it all to click in this game, uh, I would say. And, uh, you know, you just can't trust that their offense, even if it comes down to the end, isn't going to, to score because Penix is that good and those receivers are that good. And Kalen DeBoer, their head coach, who's been impressive to me since he was at Indiana as the offensive coordinator, I mean, he just designs things so well. So that's a really – tough offense to stop so I think Michigan's offense has to be ready to uh, you know maybe it won't be 27-20 they, they still got to find a way to win hey Amen Clayton Safey you can follow everything leading up to Michigan Washington Monday night for the college football national championship in Houston at the Wolverine.com in game post game everything Michigan at the Wolverine.com Clayton appreciate the time uh, we'll talk soon take care talk to you soon all right, Clayton Safey joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Our road show is in Holland, Michigan, on the campus of Hope College. We're here inside DeVos Fieldhouse. We're a week from tonight. It will be the Purple Community Games that will benefit Van Andel Institute and Cancer and Parkinson's Research. And Dave and Carol Van Andel, longtime partners with the show. Amazing people uh, looking to change the world through education, through research, and also the Purple Games a week from tonight with the Hope Men and Women Against K College out of Kalamazoo will benefit internships for Hope College students at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. Tickets are available at the door. Doors open at 5 p.m. Later on, we'll talk to the head coach of Hope College men's basketball and get some insight there about where they're at and about the Purple Games and about the team. I have a lot of West Michigan flavor uh, on the Hope College men's side uh, this year. I do have a reminder from our friends at the Ada Indoor Country Club. It's open to the public. You want top-shelf golf simulators. They have the simulator driving range, which takes your photos of your swing. It's a cool place uh, with beverages, food you can have uh, delivered. The Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis uh, in Ada. It's open to the public. Uh, you can rent it out for a party, for a golf event, anything you want. Just look up Ada Indoor Country Club. Again, open to the public on Facebook. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He's back in downtown Grand Rapids at our flagship station. 96 won the game. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports and our affiliate, The Game. 
7.30 a.m. in Lansing. We'll get an update on Michigan State basketball and football, and he'll join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step and good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan Wednesday Road Show is with the Purple Community from Van Andel Institute around the campus of Hope College inside DeVos Fieldhouse. Week from tonight, it's a Purple Community basketball games with the Hope men and women both taking on Kalamazoo College, K College and Hope. Begins at 6 p.m. a week from tonight. Get your tickets at the door and doors will open up a week from tonight at 5 p.m. and all the money benefits cancer and Parkinson's research at world-renowned Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. Now, earlier this hour, 
I saw Ryan Klingler walk in, and he helps out Coach Mitchell with Hope Men's basketball. Lives here in Holland. He was the Fenville coach when Wes Leonard tragically died on the court, and it reminded me of being here at DeVos Fieldhouse for the game back, uh, the never forgotten uh, basketball game with Mitchell Leonard, then an eighth grader, and the Leonard family, and Fenville, and people from all across the country, national media. Uh, it was a night to remember. Uh, and it was right here, just you know, a few feet from where I'm broadcasting. Ryan Klingler at that time was a Fenville head basketball coach, was there when Wes passed away. And since that point, Ryan, along with the Leonard family and other great individuals and businesses, have delivered how many AEDs right now through the West Leonard Heart team? Yeah, we're just around about somewhere in that 550 category of how many AEDs we've donated out uh, through the Heart team. And again, that's that's a special thanks to the, the local businesses and the people that have supported us over the last 12 years. And so my challenge, and I, I say it to the Leonards every year when I'm at Diamond Springs for the annual West Leonard Heart team golf outing and fundraiser, there has to be some big businesses in Michigan who are listening right now who can step up and, and make that AED number bigger. I know you're not doing it for the publicity. The Le- it's, it's really from the heart uh, with the Leonard family, with yeah. his mom, with his dad, with his relatives who drive up from Kansas every year, and I golf them, and I know everybody by their first name and faces now over the 12 years of that golf tournament. But if, if there is any business owner, Anybody who wants to donate, easiest way is West Leonard Heart Team on Facebook to get all the info, right? Yeah, yeah, either yeah, our Facebook, you can, our uh, webpage, westleonardheartteam.org. Uh, reach out to us. Yeah, definitely. You know, we've uh, we've got a waiting list of over probably 80 schools here in Michigan, and uh, we're hoping to make a pretty big donation at our Never Forgotten Game on February 17th. Which I'll be at. We take on Saugatuck every year, and right? Every year, and uh, we always get a great crowd down there and uh, extra support from those two uh, amazing communities. Uh, but we're hoping to de- we'll donate hopefully probably between 10 and 20 AEDs at that event. I, I need the, the business owners and the people with some philanthropy-type money who can step up and make things even bigger for the West Leonard Heart Team. Go on Facebook, West Leonard Heart Team. Google it. You'll get the website. Uh, Ryan, because you're helping out Coach Mitchell, who we'll talk to later in the show. I see the huge logo on the Hope College uh, scoreboard. I, I think about being here. Uh, that that was the comeback game when your team made the decision, right? Or and you and the parents. Or? Yeah, you know we were pretty lucky. Uh, uh, the, the districts uh, were supposed to be down, and I think in Bangor, Bloomingdale. And a little bit smaller venue, and uh, we reached out to uh, Tim Schoonveld, the athletic director. That Good time. man, does a great job exactly. here. Exactly, does an yeah. amazing job. Um, obviously, uh, reached out to him. I played here, so did our AD at the time, Tony Peckis, played football here, and. Uh, Hope was just more than willing to allow us to to move the uh, district games, and so were the other schools uh, that were supposed to host and play. Uh, all agreed to allow the uh, venue to be switched, um, and uh, just you know, it was it, the first game was an atmosphere that you know uh, you you can't make up and you can't dream, and uh, it, was, it was. I think it was a special way to to honor Wes for for our guys and our community at that time, of Fenville, and even the other school that the schools that played. I think they were they were. Pleased that they were allowed to play in that and uh, be part of that, and uh, yeah, it was a, it's a special thing. I think our guys and uh, the Leonard's and everybody involved uh, can take notice of. I think about how blessed I am 
to have felt the raw, pure emotion of that return game for Fenville after the death of Wes and watch Mitchell Leonard, his younger brother, I think eighth grader at the time, right? Walk the team, lead the team out of the locker room and think about where I'm at through the West Leonard hard team golf events and getting to know Mitchell and the Leonards who are just a wonderful family. They're extended family from most of them from Kansas uh, and around Michigan and the good people of Fenville. And I I didn't know a soul in that place uh, before the tragic death of Wes and how, how they will never let people forget him. That's true. And I, and I think that, you know, I think you hit it on the nail where you talk about their heart because they, they don't want anybody else to have to go through what they did, what Fenville did. Um, and that's their, their main purpose. And uh, it's, uh, they've, they're, they're, they're extraordinary people, family. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to be able to be part of the organization uh, of the West Leonard Heart Team and uh, continue to try to make a difference in, in, what, in uh, saving lives. And how cool is it that you work with Coach Mitchell and Hope Men's Basketball and you think about the circle of life when I was here doing the show you were leading Fenville out of out of the tunnel, and Izzo's unannounced coming in, talking to the team, the national media, the um, the raw pure emotion. It was like it was like a visitation by four thousand people. Seemed like forty thousand. It sounded like forty thousand that night. And then here you are, where you played at Hope. And then you're back helping Coach Mitchell and the team. But yeah. life has a life has a crazy way of coming back at us, yeah. doesn't you it? Know, you start, you surround yourself with good people, and those good things come back around. And Amen. Hope College has always been a special place to me. So. All right, Ryan, man, hey. it was so good hey. to see. You. I'm gonna talk hey. to Coach Mitchell Appreciate and some it. of the Hope players coming up. We're live here statewide, 19 stations on the Michigan Sports Network, talking about Hope. The Purple Games happen a week from tonight. Hope will take on K College men and women. 6 p.m. and 7.30. Uh, Tickets available at the door, and the doors will open up at 5 p.m. That will be one week from uh, tonight. And also Coach Mitchell, Hope Men's uh, Basketball, uh, joining us. We'll talk to a couple players uh, after uh, our conversation. So uh, here we are, uh, season off to a good start, uh, eight and three on the year, and had that awesome New York trip and back with the Purple Games and beautiful DeVos Field House. So life is good right now for Hope Men's Basketball. Life is great. Um, you know, any chance you get to be at this institution with these unbelievable young men. Um, uh, every day is just a blessing. So good time of year for us. We're, we're excited to get the conference season rolling tomorrow and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't want to be doing it with uh, a different group of guys that I'm with right now. Yeah, no season uh, is the same. And I was going to ask you, how, how is this team different? Because every year you kind of get probably personality, play, where teams are different, defined by uh, – they're tough. They're fast. They're quick. They're uh, they they play hard every uh, play up and down the court. Uh, what's your thoughts on this year's team? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, we 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 didn't lose a ton as far as numbers last year, but we lost an All-American. And Evan Thomas had a great career. Hope 
uh, led us to two championships. And um, we leaned into him quite a bit, but at the same time, he recognized the depth he had around him. And two of the young men you're going to talk to in a couple of minutes are, are great examples of that. And and I think this year we're probably a little more diverse, a little more collective. Um, I think five guys are average at double figures right now, or close to it. And uh, that's that's a great that's a great uh, ingredient for a coach to have. I'll be completely honest with you. And, and I think on top of that, when you ask who we are. Uh, we're definitely a collective group. I mean, these guys do not care genuinely who gets the credit, who, who scores, who whatever. They just, they're on a mission as a group. And I think we, we kind of dove into that mentality the last month and a half of the season last year. And that's really what kind of took us from, I think we were 7-7 seven and seven and finished 20-9 and nine and had a really, really good finish. Um, and we've kind of picked up from where we've left off, in, in my opinion. And it's because these guys just understand that it's, it's the collective we that gets it done. That's for sure. Collective we that gets it done. Coach Mitchell, Hope Men's Basketball 8-3 on the season. Two-game uh, winning streak. They'll tip off MIAA play on Thursday uh, at uh, the University of Olivet. And then they'll play at Alma College on Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, in Alma for our listeners on AM 1280. We'll talk to a couple of your players coming up. Coach, I appreciate you. I know you got a lot of busy stuff on and off the court, but thanks for your time here on the Huge Show. You better really huge. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, after this network timeout, we'll talk to a couple of uh, Hope basketball players. The Purple Games a week from tonight here at DeVos Fieldhouse with our affiliate WHTC in Holland. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week, and get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for $0.89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one, plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in-store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. The day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined. At Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The 
the huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer at our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in downtown GR. We're live here inside beautiful DeVos Fieldhouse with Hope. Men's and women's basketball, the Purple Games, happen one week from tonight against K College. Uh, women at 6, men at 7.30 p.m. And everything benefits cancer and Parkinson's research at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. So we have a couple of Hope College players who are going to uh, pop in. Uh, Clayton Dykehouse, who is a senior guard from Zeeland East High School. Uh, joins us. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, so uh, tell me about the Hope College experience for you on and off the court. Uh, no, this is a, it's a really special place. Uh, I grew up going to games with my family, uh, sitting front row at DeVos, and now to be able to play here uh, for the past few seasons, it's, it's been surreal. And you guys are off to a, a good start. Yeah, no, 8-3 uh, and three going into conference play. Uh, we've had we've had some learning experiences. We've also had some moments where collectively as a group we've looked we've looked really good. So just just excited to get this next half of the season rolling. Well, you're breaking it down right now. I got to watch out all these hope interviews. Everybody, is there a sports broadcasting <laughs> class, Coach Mitchell? Because all the athletes today and the coaches as usual have been uh, wonderful. What what is the the we that Coach Mitchell mentioned earlier? Uh, what what defines the we with Hope Men's Basketball? I mean, my coach at Mitch already kind of stated it. Um, we're, we're a group that, that only cares about the dude next to you. Uh, I think in every huddle and every timeout, uh, within every game, you know, you're always going to see guys leaning on each other rather than leaning on themselves. And that's what makes this group special. Uh, that's what, made, what has made the past couple of teams special. I don't know, individually, we've had some really good pieces, but it's always kind of come down to our group effort and how we, we practice how we live together off uh, off the floor. Um, I just think it all kind of it shows when we compete together. Clayton Dykehouse out of Zeeland East High School, senior guard uh, for Coach Mitchell. They call him the Rack because he finishes at the bucket all the time. I'm going to give you a nickname you end up uh, having it the rest of the year. Uh, he's joining us also. Uh, Gabe Quillen, is that uh, how you say it? Uh, Gabe Quillen is out of Grand Rapids Catholic Central on the west side uh, of the state and also a member of Hope College uh, Basketball. Welcome to the Huge Show. Thank you. Yes, sir. That is correct on the name. All right. Uh, Coach Mitchell, uh, why, why you came to Hope and what has that experience been like for you? Um, my high school career, I was kind of a late bloomer. Um, didn't get much uh, looks out, out of high school. Um, my body wasn't really in the best shape. Um, I had too much weight on me. My feet were slow. And then Coach Mitchell came to a couple of my AU tournaments. Um, we talked a lot. We texted. And then I came on my visit during COVID, and no one was on campus, but I kind of fell in love with um, DeVos Fieldhouse and the campus, how beautiful everything was, and just the location of Holland, Michigan. So, and I'll ask, I'll bring uh, Clayton back in a minute, but for you, the whole basketball experience, Coach Mitchell, DeVos Fieldhouse is like a D1 uh, facility, but away from basketball, what's it like here at Hope? I mean, Hope's great. Just the people I've came across, um, whether it be in my dorm and freshman year, like I still have great friends that I met and went on spring break with. Um, the professors, they really care and um care about Hope basketball players, but also just Hope students. Um, if you can make connections with professors um, within sports, but they look out for all students um, from what I've seen. 
and yeah, everyone here is just very accepting. He's always looking out for you. Yeah, that, my vibe I get is that you're an athlete. You're playing, you know, D3 power and hope. But as a student, they're treated the same as other students, right? Yeah. They're still like mm-hmm. the college experience, but the college sports experience. And it's like two different paths that normally if you go bigger at, you know, we'll say D1, uh, you're really just, it's almost a borderline professional basketball experience, not that student dorm experience, right? Right, right. Another thing, just, um, I'm a business major, and when I'm looking um, to make, like, connections and um, look at look for jobs and internships, I'm able to talk to Hope alumni, and they are always willing to talk and help out and help you look into what, um, career path you're looking for, so that has also been something that's very, been. Oh very yeah, helpful. the whole uh, alumni network. Uh, when you know people, where you can ring the bell on the stock exchange uh, in New York City, and you guys were on that trip. That all I thought about was somebody knows somebody, mm-hmm. and somebody knows somebody big. And I think the Hope Forward program, where they're asking people who go to school here and achieve success in life that they'll pay it forward with a scholarship to help somebody that doesn't have the money. That says a lot about the mission of this school. Yep, I agree fully. All right, Gabe Quillen, he's out of Grand Rapids Catholic Center. I do want to bring uh, Clayton Dighouse from Zeeland East High School, a senior guard. He's got his ankles wrapped up. He looks like a cross between Thomas Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard or Tyson coming into a heavyweight uh, bout. Your experience as a student, uh, if you didn't play basketball at all and you've had a great career for Coach Mitchell here at Hope, but give me the 60-second version of what the Hope experience just as a student has meant uh, for Clayton Dykehouse. Yeah, no, uh, the Hope Hope experience in the classroom has turned, uh, turned a very average high school student, uh, even early on in my college career, a very average student, uh, into someone who is going into education, uh, who can't wait to give back and and be that difference that I felt here at Hope uh, throughout all the ed department, uh, throughout a lot of the the advisors I've been fortunate to have. You know, it's been nothing but support, encouragement, uh, some tough love, but that that tough love was was good. All right, Gabe Quillen out of Grand Rapids Catholic Central, senior forward uh, for Hope. We are out of time. Thank you, fellas, for the conversation. Clayton Dykehouse, senior guard from Zeeland East High School. Thanks to Coach Mitch. We do have one hour coming up here as the show is live with our affiliate WHTC in Holland. Want to give a shout-out to Dan Evans and Gary Stevens. And the morning on WHTC, the huge interview now being played at 7.55 a.m. and Uh, Around 11.55 a.m., two times a day now, on our longtime affiliate WHTC in Holland. Now, if you miss any of our conversations, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show. Big. Bad. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan Hour number three on a Wednesday broadcast. We're in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. We're inside DeVos Fieldhouse, home to Hope Men's and Women's College Basketball D3 Powers. Purple Community Games are a week from tonight that benefit Van Andel Institute. And that's also another reason we're out here with our longtime partner, Dave and Carol Van Andel, looking for a cure for cancer, Parkinson's, and more research and education at world-renowned Van Andel Institute in downtown Grand Rapids. The Purple Games with Hope Men and Hope Women basketball teams against K College one week from tonight. Tickets will be available at the door. Doors open at 5 p.m. That is Wednesday night, January 10th. Inside this hour, more conversation on the Lions, a regular season finale against the Vikings. And what about Michigan and Washington? On Monday night in Houston, who's going to win that game? Mm. Can't wait for it. Can't get into a shootout with those guys. I'm telling you, you don't want to do that. By the way, we did throw out our, speaking of Lions, our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. They're based in Holland here on the west side of the state on 120th. It looks like, unless there's some crazy stuff this final weekend in the NFL, Matt Stafford and the Rams could be coming to Detroit for that first ever playoff game at Ford Field. If that would happen, again, it's the NFL and anything can happen any given Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. If that happens, would you be rooting for both Stafford and Goff? Because if you are or will, you need to stop listening to this show, okay? You can answer that huge question of the day on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Speaking of text, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. And you'll be in the drawing next summer at the HUGE golf event at Tullymore, to win a Lions golf cart tricked out by Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Same one Lomas has. So text Impact to 21,000. And speaking of Lomas, he'll be at the Impact Power Sports booth at the Ultimate Fishing Show in Detroit, in Novi, at Suburban Collection Showplace. That will be on Friday, January 12th. From 2 until 4 p.m. The huge show will be live that day, 3 until 6, from the Power Sports, Impact Power Sports booth. Yeah, I'm looking at the time. So that will be 3 until 6, the Impact Power Sports booth. Huge show live. Lomas, 2 until 4, Friday, January 12th. If you're going to be at the Ultimate Fishing Show, Detroit, in Novi, at the Suburban Collection Showplace. But text Impact out of 21,000 if you want a shot at winning Lomas's Lions golf cart. 
Let's go talk to Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find on YouTube. He had a lot of heated opinions, like I did, about the end of that Lions game on Saturday night. What I can't get over, Rizzy, as we're sitting here now on a Wednesday, four days later, is that the NFL just come out and say the officials made a mistake and move on. They're trying to cover it up. They're doing stupid kid videos trying to explain how to report eligible. For the NFL being how big they are, when it comes to drama or PR, they can be so mediocre at times. Oh, huge. It's, uh, first of all, thanks for having me in and Happy New Year. Uh, it's, it's frustrating to me that, that Brad Allen just doesn't admit that he screwed up. Uh, but it's doubly frustrating that the NFL is supporting him and defending him and, and protecting him with the shield. They don't need to do that. There's no reason to do that. Everybody with a brain can see that he screwed up. Uh, it, it's not that hard. And by the way, the video that they made, uh, if anything, proved that he messed up because it showed very clearly that Dan Skipper ran into the field earlier and with his signal was signaling for a substitution, not reporting in. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me that they keep confusing that and, and just won't admit that they made a mistake. It, it's very frustrating. And they're not going to do it. It's, it's unfortunate, but... You know, that, 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 that's where they are. Uh, they're going to stand by their man for, for better or for worse, and, and certainly for worse. And you have to look at what happened then the next day. You get Philly loses at home. There's something going on with Philly right now, and I think it might be Matt Patricia as defensive coordinator. Uh, you didn't hear that first anywhere. But they lose to Arizona, and if the Lions would have won that game, it would have created meaning in this Vikings game the regular season finale uh, this weekend in Detroit. And I thought originally why they went for two, three times was that Dan Campbell was going to use this as a rest week to get ready for the playoffs. But then I'm reading your story, and I share it for the Lions Wire, that the starters are going to play. So uh, the messaging from Campbell, what was the reason three times in a row? I agreed with two. But the last one, I would have kicked it for OT. But now you're going to play your starters. Is that for a quarter? Is that a half? Keep them sharp? Uh, what's your view on this? Yeah, so it, it, it seems like they're going to play for at least the first half, at least most starters. Now, there were some people that were out today, Taylor Decker being one of them. It wouldn't shock me if he doesn't play. And if he doesn't play the full game, I don't expect Jared Goff to play the full game because you cannot have Goff go down. That, that, that's your playoffs right there. Uh, you know they're 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 working on it, but it's uh, I, as far as like the end of that game and the strategy. After the first one, I would have kicked it because I would have leaned on my deep. My defense was playing great; they were fantastic in that game. They really were. My offense wasn't all that good, but you know what? You're right there. You got a shot at it. Um, I, I I would have I would have kicked the extra point after the first penalty. Uh, and, and lean on my defense to go win it or lose it. Um, that way, at least you're playing for it. Um, I, but I, I don't fault him for going for it. You know, I, I got that. that. That's that's low on my list of gripes about that game, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah I do expect the, the starters to play. Now, what's interesting is, um, in terms of Matthew Stafford and the Rams, he's not going to play. Aaron Donald's not going to play. Pretty much everybody you've heard of on the Rams isn't going to play this week. So they are basically acknowledging that they're going to lose to the 49ers, which means that if the Packers beat the Bears, 
think they will be coming to Detroit uh, in a week, and that seems somewhat likely. I don't know. The Bears are actually playing pretty good lately, but it, um, for, for all of us who get excited about you know the idea of, of Goff facing McVay and his old team and Stafford coming to Detroit and facing his old team, it's looking a whole lot less likely now than it did uh, about 12 hours ago. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow both of them on Facebook and Twitter, online. Also, Jeff is a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. I don't know. Do we want Green Bay? I mean, look what Green Bay did to Detroit on Thanksgiving. Ruined my turkey. Every Now when I look at turkey and stuffing, I throw up. They're not a great matchup right now, that's for sure. Well, any team that can throw the ball over the top is going to be an issue because that's the number one problem that the Lions have right now is covering deep outside the numbers uh, where where the safeties just don't have that room, especially if they're coming out of of a single high look and and they have been running a lot of that. You know, the pressure has been a lot better lately. Uh, In fact, the Lions are in the top ten in both pressure rate and sack rate over the last month. Uh, that's 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 some of that credit deserves goes to Aaron Glenn for realizing that his guys can't cover, and instead of like having them stand out there and try to cover, they're blitzing and it's working. Uh, but uh, teams that, that can quarterbacks that can withstand that and get that ball out deep and connect, uh, they're going to be a problem. And uh, Jordan Love, you know, we you you and I personally have given him a lot of grief. He's playing pretty good football right now, and that's a little unfortunate for the Lions. But uh, as I've said, I said it when I when I hosted on X's and Bros, and I will say it again: the team that they're going to play needs to worry about the Lions a whole lot more than the Lions need to worry about them. This is the division champ; they're the three seed. They're playing very good football. They're they're right there. They can beat anybody anywhere, and I'm not sure that the teams that are coming in here can say that. Jeff Risden can say a lot. Lions wire draft. Follow both on Facebook and Twitter. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, James Houston, I practicing this week. I don't think they're going to risk anything against Minnesota and have him ready for whether it's the Rams or Packers. First playoff game. Yeah, he will be back for that. He's not going to play this week. Dan Campbell's already said that. One good thing that came out of today's practice was that C.J. Gardner-Johnson was a full go in practice today. Mm. You're going to see him get activated this week. You're going to see Aline McNeil. Uh, assuming good. everything goes well through his next practices, he will also be on the field this week. Probably not a lot, but just to get his feet wet and get back into the lineup. Uh, and that's that's going to go a long way towards showing up the, the interior of the, the defense, you know. The run defense remains great, um, borderline elite, but uh, McNeil is a guy who can come in and give you a little bit of a pass rush on the inside, and all pass rushes welcome in, in Detroit right now, especially with the, the opponents that they're going to have to face in the postseason. Yeah, with McNeil coming back and freed up uh, Wave and Bugs, uh, but Bugs was bugging me. He was kind of cryptic every time he would hit the social networks. Uh, I won't use weird, but uh, the run of Bugs... He, the run of bugs. Uh, he, the run of bugs in Detroit wasn't perfection. No, he's not cut from the cloth. When you when you hear Dan and Brad talk about that about being cut from the same cloth, he's not from that cloth. He's not from the same seamstress. He's a different kind of guy. This is a guy. One of the reasons why Pittsburgh got rid of him was because he was a little flighty. Uh, having watched him in practice and seen how his teammates react to him. That, that's consistent. Um, it, it sucks for him. I, I'm glad that he left on good, good enough terms where he's still, you know, like being positive because he did not do that in Pittsburgh. But yeah, he's he's gone. He went unclaimed on waivers. 
he is now technically eligible to rejoin the Lions if they want to, but I don't think he wants to, and I don't think they want him back either, which, you know, that, that, that's the way it goes. Not, not everything is always as straightforward as just how they play on the football field. That's also true with Bruce Irvin, by the way, who was let go today, and uh, don't expect him back either. Nothing hostile, nothing malicious, nothing bad. He just didn't fit with the team all that much. And uh, with James Houston coming back, they didn't really need him either. So uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of uproar about those guys leaving. Um, it, it's nothing nefarious. It's nothing bad. It's just they, they think they have better fits. I might disagree that they have better fits than Bruce Irvin as a pass rusher, but uh, they, they're running the team for a reason. <laughs> that way. I'll tell you what, and I'll, it'll be cool to have James and his edge speed uh, back on D, but getting CJ back in that secondary, and I can see why they want to play him and get him game reps against the Vikings who will be throwing the ball around. His return could be huge for a playoff run. Absolutely, and one of the things that it allows them to do is it lets them play with the idea that Ifiatu Malifan can play some linebacker and get a lot more speed on the field for teams that are going to throw the ball to the running back out of the backfield or teams that, that don't run all that hard. Uh, the, the, it gives them a chance to really get a lot of athleticism on the field and upgrade their coverage, but also... Malif Anwu has shown he can blitz. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, one of the best blitzers out there. Uh, Brian Branch, very good blitzer. They can mix and match those guys all around the lineup. That's that's going to be something to watch. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. So if it's uh, half for the starters against the Vikings, is it going to be a quarter for Bridgewater? Will Hooker see any action? What's your vibe on the quarterback rotation in the regular season finale against the Vikings? So I, I was actually having a text exchange with a with an offensive coach this morning, and he did not bite on that at all. So I don't know what they would do on that. I would think that it would be Teddy, uh, just because it's going to be his last game. It's against the team that brought him up. Look, Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys. He is Mr. Congeniality. Like, if there was a beauty contest, he'd be the winner of that. Everybody loves that guy, no matter where he's been. And I think it would be really cool if he got a few snaps against his old team. Having said that, I want to see Hooker. I want to see what that guy can do. Uh, I liked him a lot in the draft process. Uh, he's a guy I would have been happy if they took him at 18, uh, even with the injury. So I'm very anxious to see if we can get him into the lineup, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. We'll, we'll see, though. Um, and it also depends on how the game goes. You know, if Nick Mullins comes out and throws four interceptions again, um, and he is the, the starter for the Vikings, you know, they, they might be able to, to put both of them in at some point. They, you know, I don't. I don't know if I feel. I don't know if I feel like that. They still have playoff vitality, believe it or not. Right. They have to have a whole lot of things happen. I don't think those things are going to happen at all. But uh, it, it could go south quickly on them, and they could realize that you know what, we're, we're probably just going to want to end our season here. And yeah. uh, you know, the Lions can can play off that and, and get back up some some reps. That would that would be a that would be the best outcome that you could possibly hope for if you're Detroit. Yeah, and I, this Teddy Bridgewater, the good swan song, it's not like he's been a Lion for 10 years. I, I, To be honest with you, I'd rather see Hooker play the second half than Teddy Bridgewater. I'd give Bridgewater a, a, a couple series. They don't owe him anything. I know he came to Detroit and he was insurance, but it's not like he's a, you know going to have an emotional Miggy Cabrera-like uh, send-off. <laughs> I'd rather see Hooker cause, and give people a glimpse of the future 
and just let the guy get some uh, a game, you know, a half a game, a quarter in, so when he gets to training camp next year, he's set to become the number two QB, right? You know, I, I'm perfectly with you on that. The only thing that I will say is that Jared Goff has not exactly handled competitions or even perceived threats, real or not, do his job very well in the past. That's one of the reasons why he's here. Uh, you don't want to upset that apple cart. Look, I really don't think that Jared Goff would, would have any issue with it, but you just don't know that because uh, this is a guy who got scared to death that Sean Wolford was taking his job in Los Angeles, and it negatively impacted his play big time, enough that Wolford actually did take his job. Uh, that's that's something that you cannot just – you can't ignore that. Do I think that would happen? Absolutely not, I don't. But I can't say that it won't. And uh, I wonder if the Lions would be sensitive to that, too, about about putting Hooker in for even anything more than kneel downs. Um, just my thought on it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying this. If you got a coddle golf, all right, a guy that they're talking that could make like $50 million and you got to coddle him – there's no reason for him to be on your team. I'm sorry. I'm being honest. I'm with you, Bill. I'm you got to get coddled off. I'm with you 100% on that. Oh, you good to play hooker? Oh, I'm, to hear that I'm worried you're going to play hooker. That, you're offending me. Enough. I'm not. If, if I have to coddle somebody, I was paying 50. That's why I couldn't coach. I'd last. I, I, I tried with my kids <laughs> one time. Three-on-three soccer lasted one game. I wanted to fight the other coach in the lot. I just, I can't take any, I, I just can't do it. I, I never could coach any level, anywhere. I'm sorry. I'll talk about sports all day. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, also co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and listen to on YouTube. Good stuff, uh, Jeff. We'll talk next week and look ahead to their playoff opponent in the first ever playoff game at Ford Field. That's going to be great. By the way, we have Dean Blandino from the NFL officiating uh, office. He will be on the Detroit Lions podcast live tonight at 8 o'clock. Check it out on YouTube. Now, your producer, Brad Allen, said he didn't check in, so Blandino is not eligible to be on the podcast tonight. <laughs> It'll be fun. Dean's a good dude. We, All right. Yeah, we Detroit Lions podcast. With him. He, will, he will shoot it straight. So okay, Detroit Lions podcast. Look for that, Jeff. we got to get to a network, T.O. We'll talk to you. Uh, Good job by Superfly there with the phones at the end. Perfect uh, finale to this segment. 24-7, by the way, everything connected to the show, our 19 affiliates. Just go to thehugeshow.net. That's thehugeshow.net. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The 110th edition of the Rose Bowl game was an instant classic. Semifinal number one on New Year's Day had the top-ranked team in the nation. The Michigan Wolverines taking on the SEC champion, fourth-ranked Alabama, led by J.J. McCarthy, 17 of 27 for 221 yards and three-touchdown effort. The Maize and Blue had to overcome some special team errors and got a huge performance from the defense behind six sacks, five of which were in the first half. It was, of course, who else? Blake the Great, who stayed one more year for the chance at immortality with 83 yards on the ground and the game-winning touchdown in overtime.
Michigan will now face number two Washington for the national championship on Monday at 7.30 on ESPN. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Joining me here on the Huge Show across Michigan, inside DeVos Fieldhouse on the campus of Hope College, as we're here highlighting the Purple Game, talking about Hope women's and men's basketball. We have this junior guard, one of the best shooters in the MIAA. Uh, she has a confidence issue, and we're working through it uh, during this broadcast today. Olivia Bellows. Uh, those of you listening on 93.7 FM, the ticket, Cadillac to Traverse City, Lake City area, Lake City High School, junior guard here for Mo. Uh, Hope College joins us. How are you doing, Olivia? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, tell me about your uh, Hope experience so far away from basketball. Yeah, so coming in as a freshman, you know, um, coming from a small town and then coming to Holland, it's a small town feel, so it was just kind of similar. Um just kind of feels like I'm back home in Lake City. So up until now, it's been pretty great. I've met great peers, um, mentors, and I have the best coaches and teammates. So, yeah. What's it like playing for Coach Mo? I mean, it's pretty awesome. I think we can all say that he's going to go down as one of the best coaches in D3 history. So to play under a coach who knows what he's doing, um, it's pretty great to learn from him and gain some wisdom from him as well, not just on the court, but outside the court as well. And he creates a, a chemistry, a culture that's different with each team. He kind of adapts to the players. It's not just the system where the players have to adapt. You have to do that somewhat. What's the best thing about Coach Mo that unless you played for him, people wouldn't know who are listening right now? Yeah, I think when a lot of people, when you go into sports, do you think that the coaches only care about you as a basketball player, but with Mo, I mean, he cares about me as a person, like academically, and just watching me grow as into a woman. And he preaches that a lot to us, so it's pretty cool to see a coach care about me on the court, but also like about my academics and just how I'm doing in life in general. Olivia Bellows is a junior guard from Lake City High School in Michigan. For our listeners on 93.7 FM, uh, the ticket that you hear, Cadillac to Traverse City. Uh, Hope College women's basketball, by the way, 12-1 and one are on the season. 
Uh, they just had their New York trip, which was pretty cool, wasn't it? Going yeah. to New York City and mm-hmm. hanging out. You guys were big time, <laughs> Times Square. Yeah. Uh, while you're signing autographs all the time, doing TikToks. It was a yeah, left and right autographs. Left and right, up and down. You know, kind of like John Travolta, Saturday Night Live, walking up and down with the Santa Claus <laughs> outfit. What, what was that trip? Obviously, the basketball was cool, yeah. but I, I sense by, you know, the social network post, the stories on it, it was really a team-building culture life experience uh, for both the men's and women's basketball mm-hmm. programs. Yeah, I mean, we preach building and investing in this program, and I think, yes, this trip was about basketball and playing games, but it was also about getting to know one another and just hanging out with each other, getting to know the coaches as well, and supporting the men's team as well. And kudos to the men's team. They won two big games, so we got to see them and support them as well. So it was just a overall whole program-like connection. And speaking of connections, we are here on the campus of Hope College with our affiliate WHTC in Holland looking ahead to the annual Purple Community Games coming up on Wednesday, January 10th here at DeVos Fieldhouse. Women's and men's basketball doubleheader, 6 p.m. for the Hope Women versus K College, 7.30 for the Hope Men versus K College. Proceeds benefit Van Andel Institute's research and education efforts and help underwrite internships for Hope College students at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. And also, it makes the team, the coaches, Hope College, everybody connect and understand that there are more important things in life than just basketball. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool that Hope can be able to provide this opportunity to us. Um, A lot of our sports programs get to partake in this, and I'm really thankful that this year, like, it gets to be us. And it just shows, like you said, that uh, it's not about basketball. Like, at the end of the day, it's about the people. It's about the names on the back of the jerseys. Olivia, you did a great job. Uh, you sound like a seasoned pro. I mean, you think you're going to get a, I think you could get a, like a three-year contract I with should. broadcasting. Probably should. I, I, you know, and I, what I love is that Coach Mo was able from your days at Lake City, for people listening on 90, you were a quiet little butterfly, and now he's opened up the confidence. It's like the Niagara Falls of confidence, Olivia. It's just amazing. In the course of this interview, how confident you got. I, I love it. So uh, our our next guest who's going to join us, I do want to get your thoughts. Uh, Jada Garner, who is out of Midland Dow High School, uh, for our listeners on 100.9 FM. It's kind of cool. we got a couple people uh, from huge show cities. Uh, Give me your breakdown. If we were doing doing the Purple Community Mm -hmm. Game, I'm doing play-by-play. You're doing color commentary. We're doing the pregame show. It's the Purple Community Game versus K College. And I go, Olivia, let's talk about Jada Garner. What would you, what would be the first thing you'd say about your teammate? The first thing that comes to my mind is hardworking. I think a lot of us look up to Jada because she's our floor general. She knows what she's doing and she acts like a senior when she's a junior. And I think that's what I look up to, even though we're in the same grade. She's just a hardworking player. You didn't throw a sarcastic shot at her. I'm I was so, going to, I, but I'm, I didn't. So, I'm so proud of you, <laughs> I thought Olivia. About it. We'll talk to Jada in a moment. Uh, good luck. Uh, a big you. week off the holiday break and getting after it, and also the Purple Community Games that benefit Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids Wednesday, January 10th here at DeVos Fieldhouse in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. Uh, it will be K College women versus the Hope women at 6 p.m. on January 10th and the men at 7 p.m. Thank you, Olivia, from Lake City. For our listeners on 93.7, I want to welcome uh, Jada Garner, 
uh, to the show. Junior guard, two, two of the best shooters. Alan Babbitt said it's kind of like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, the combo here when they uh, get together on the court shooting the basketball. And Jada, for our listeners on 100.9 FM, the Met. Uh, the sports station in the Midland Bay City Saginaw area. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, you guys, you guys are like comfortable doing the interviews. <laughs> so, are you? I, am I just? Or if I said this, so you guys are inseparable on the court, off the court. Am I correct there? Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you guys are really close, good friends, right? Yeah, we are. You know, Maybe didn't start off that way, but now Because you're, you're both, I'm going to guess you're both really competitive. Oh, yeah. So they're probably like, she's not getting my playing time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not passing her the ball. I'm not going to pass her the ball. So how, how did the the relationship grow, not only with Olivia, but with teammates? Uh, what's that process with Coach Mo? Because you bring, you know, D3 Hope is a national power. All, all the ladies coming in mm-hmm. were very good at their local yeah. high schools. So yeah. how, how do you how do you get that ego to be checked at the <laughs> yeah. door and get the team culture going? What what does Mo do? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very like fair point. I think a lot of a lot of us are very competitive people, and you know, which is good. Yeah, right? very good. Yeah, we want to do right by you know the coaches, and um, especially when you come in as a freshman, you always feel like you kind of got something to prove, and you just want to you just always want to do well. And I think that sometimes maybe that can um, come off as like mean or like cocky, you know, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I just think that that's like a learning process, and I think Mo has done a really good job of letting people know like their roles and um, trying to build in like or build people up into their roles and let them know like we don't need you to be all time scorer, we don't need you to be all time like this, like maybe the more flashy, like attractive things, but you know, getting good rebounds, like that's we need that out of you, or we need defensive stops out of you, like maybe the things that aren't on the stat sheet, but like are critical to, uh, you know, a success of a team. So I just think it's, it, Mo lets us know, like it's, it's a learning process and it's not gonna like come within your freshman year, but you know, it's just, it's all about the process. Yeah, think about the process with Brian Morehouse, the Hope College women's head basketball coach. 28th season uh, here in Holland at Hope. 697 wins, only 95 losses, an 880 winning percentage. Mm-hmm. You guys are playing for a legend, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I think he's told me he's going to start something. He's going to uh, uh, implement this where... Because of all his wins, the team will have to make 697 free throws in a row before practice <laughs> oh, ends, no. right? Why, why is he a good coach? Yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, like, I think Olivia kind of hit it hard um, before this, but I just think he just really cares about you, about, like, from outside of a basketball player. Like, he wants you to succeed in life, and I think that – a lot of the things like the lessons that we learn on the court he tries to like like connect them to how that could you know help you outside of basketball i think we have a really good team culture um and i just think that you know he he's very knowledgeable he knows what he's doing he works really hard uh, to get us prepared for games and get us ready in practice and he's just like always working and um wanting us to see us succeed so i just think he's a very hard working coach uh, obviously you can see he's a very successful coach and he just he knows what he's doing yeah i think that hard work the competition all part of this process for his record for another great year underway with the team currently 12 and 1 again uh, you'll be back in 
action. Big game against Trine on Saturday at 3 p.m. here at DeVos Fieldhouse in Holland. Uh, just the culture. It's a big part of it, man. Yeah. You know, winning is just, you know, icing on the cake, yeah. and it's cool. You're 1-13. You're it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a tougher road. But for you personally, how have you grown as a basketball player here? Yeah, I think, um, you know, coming in my freshman year, everything's very new. I'm playing with girls that I've just met like a month before the season started. Like, like they're women. They're like yeah. four years older. Yeah, they're, they're like 23 years old. Not that, that you weren't a woman. I'm not no, saying you're yeah. a woman, but you're coming out of high school, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm playing with people like, yeah, I'm like who are grown women. Like playing against your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so women. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a big like learning curve and just a big obstacle I guess but I mean it's paid off in the end like these my teammates have been you know some of my best friends and I think just knowing that like I'm not a finished product as a freshman and there's plenty of room to improve and um, I know my teammates have got my back my coaches want the best in me and just trying to get better every day and trying to do things that are going to help my team was my main focus throughout my years at Hope College. You know what was awesome about talking to you and Olivia that we really didn't talk X's and O's or basketball Mm -hmm. we talked life and that's the experience yeah. you get here uh, with Coach Mo, his staff, yes. yeah. uh, the Hope College feel in Holland. It's awesome. I, I wish you guys luck. Uh, Saturday, big game against mm-hmm. Trine, and then the Purple Community Games that uh, benefit Van Andel Institute Wednesday, January 10th. Uh, your team and also the Hope men's uh, team, 6 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., uh, those games, and come help the Purple Community at Van Andel Institute. Uh, to everybody in Midland. Uh, listening, I know they're proud of you. Keep up the great work. I appreciate it, Jada, okay? Thank you. Yeah, there you go. There's Jada Garner out of Midland Dow High School for our listeners on 100.9 FM. The Mitt joining us here on The Huge Show as we're live from the beautiful DeVos Field House on the campus of Hope College in Holland with our affiliate WHTC. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It's as easy as one, three, Wait, that's not how it goes. It's one, two, three, like this. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to remember, always wear your seatbelt. Make it part of your routine. Just like that. Got it? Seatbelts save lives, and using them is as easy as one, two, three. Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. 
we take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue each and every week in association with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. We talk to the great men and women connected to law enforcement in the state of Michigan. And today we have a It's a Small World uh, connection with Jeff Collard. He has spent 24 years in law enforcement. His last police department stop was with GRPD where he was a captain. He grew up. Uh, in the Flint area, a uh, huge hockey fan, has a son that plays hockey, daughter that uh, plays soccer, just a good man. Uh, I've known him when our kids were playing soccer together about six, seven years ago. Jeff Collard now has made the move from the Grand Rapids Police Department. He is director of criminal justice training at Grand Valley State University in Allendale on the west side of the state, and he joins us on another edition of True and Blue. How you doing, Jeff? Good, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, the transition uh, from being an active captain in the Grand Rapids Police Department to now head of the criminal justice training at Grand Valley State University. Talk about why you made that move. Well, I, I think a lot of times in this day and age, um, People in law enforcement have been a little bit disgruntled, and that wasn't um, wasn't my case. I just kind of fell into this. I was asked to participate in the hiring process for my position uh, as a member of the Grand Valley State University Police Academy Advisory Board, and that was a failed search. But what it did was really uh, highlighted the idea that I had some fairly unique experiences over the last 24 years of my life, a little bit of uh, time kind of back in the the late 90s, early 2000s, and and then all the way through 2015 and and more recently up to about nine months ago. And so kind of had seen a wide range of experience and, and a lot of the changes and thought I would bring some some new perspective to the position out here at Grand Valley and, and ultimately uh, start giving back to the next generation of law enforcement professionals. Jeff Collard, Director of Criminal Justice Training at Grand Valley State University, joining us on the HUGE show across Michigan, another edition of True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. So what exactly is the Criminal Justice Training Program at Grand Valley State? 
Well, Grand Valley State University is um, not unlike a lot of other institutions across the state. There's 20 other uh, police academies across the state. Only three of those are run by agencies. The rest are community colleges or universities. And so the university has a criminal justice program as part of its academics, but also um, has a runs a 15-week police academy, and, and my primary role is, is the director of that 15-week police academy and coordinating with a, uh, over 100 different instructors from approximately 20 different law enforcement agencies throughout uh, West Michigan and the state of Michigan, and um, and so it's been quite a quite a learning experience for the last nine months. All right, so that learning experience coupled with something you wanted to discuss today on True and Blue here on The Huge Show, uh, this M. Coles grant and how it's connected to police recruits and how it will help them get into a police department. Explain that. Right now is an amazing time to become a police officer in the state of Michigan. Um, when I was going through my police academy, the overwhelming majority of recruits had to pay their own way through and in this day and age that's approximately ten thousand dollars depending on which academy you're going to but um the state of michigan and the michigan commission on law enforcement standards has up to 20 million dollar grant that uh, agencies across the state can access to pay or be reimbursed for um academy expenses so agencies everywhere hiring police officers and they're sending them to the police academy and while the recruits are at the academy they're earning wages and benefits and uh, the departments are getting reimbursed by the MCOLs and so it's really a win-win for everybody and the, the main goal of this is to provide training funds to get more officers on the street because of the vacancies uh, everywhere that, that uh, there is a police department they're struggling to find new recruits jeff collard is director of the criminal justice training program at grand valley state university in allendale on the west side of the state joining us on true and blue on the huge show we do it each and every week with the michigan association of chiefs of police like i always say if you're interested in becoming a police officer or a job connected to law enforcement there's so much more beyond just being a police officer uh, you can just Google your local uh, police department, county sheriff, Michigan State Police, or at places like Grand Valley State University with their criminal justice program. Uh, before I let you go, Jeff, I always ask this question to the men and women I've talked to over the last year connected to law enforcement. What's one thing about being a police officer that you wished uh, the citizens of Michigan knew uh, what those men and women go through every day you know o- over the last several years of my career in law enforcement I, I attended a lot of community meetings and, and met with a lot of different people and the one thing that i continually tried to reinforce was that no matter what the men and women that i've worked with over 24 years have given so much of themselves um depending on their assignments depending on on what their um, choices are in terms of different directions they want to go within their different agencies they're they're getting called out all hours of the day the night uh, they're on call 24 hours a day seven days a week in a lot of departments 
they're leaving their kids' birthday parties. They're leaving their um, Christmas or holiday celebrations and, and everything in between. And they get that phone call and they and they leave their family to go and protect other people's families. And to me, there's nothing more honorable than that. And you know, I think we lose sight sometimes of the fact that they're they're working nights, weekends, holidays to keep the rest of us safe and. Uh, we're asking them to do a very, very difficult job and, and not necessarily the greatest of conditions where they're continually dealing with people in, in all sorts of different crises. And, and they really do do a good job. And, and mostly, most importantly, they, they care about the people they're serving. And uh, I, I don't think that's something that we talk about very often. Amen. Jeff Collard, 24 years of his adult life, most of his adult life given to law enforcement. Now he's made the move after stops in Flushing, Michigan, Wyoming, and for GRPD as Director of Criminal Justice Training. A great program at Grand Valley State University in Allendale on the west side of the state. Joining us on True and Blue. Uh, Jeff, so great to catch up with you, man. Give your wife and kids my best. Small world, as I said to begin this, that we knew each other, not back in the day, five, five and a half years ago, give or take, uh, watching our kids' daughters uh, play soccer, man. You take care. Happy New Year. Thanks, Bill, and thanks for having me on. Happy New Year to you as well. All right, Jeff Collard joining us on another edition of True and Blue on the Huge Show, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Big. Bad. Huge.